The position of Prussia and Germany will not be determined by its liberalism, but by its power. Prussia must concentrate its strength and hold it for the favorable moment, which has already come and gone several times. Since the treaties of Vienna, our frontiers have been ill-designed for a healthy body politic. Not through speeches and majority decisions will the great questions of the day be decided. That was the great mistake of 1848 and 1849, but by iron and blood. Welcome back to History Rocks, and today we are going to be talking about Bismarck and the unification of Germany. Some may say the start of Bismarck unification was due to the budget crisis. The 1860 parliament was only approved for one year, so the Progressive Party formed and became the largest party in parliament in December of 1861. Wilhelm decided to dissolve the parliament and replace ministers with conservatives. Basically, Wilhelm debates abdication, but von Roon convinces to appoint Otto von Bismarck. Well, then how did Bismarck fix the budget crisis? Bismarck gave the blood and iron speech and withdrew the bill. So the budget crisis led to the rise of Bismarck? Yes. Through that, he got the trust of conservatives because he knew it was necessary to use nationalism and industrialization to deal with economic and social changes. He removed unreliable liberals, weakening them. He also censored press. He attempted to isolate Austria because they were not ready for war and excluded the Zolverian. Bismarck was able to promote nationalism to advance Prussian interests. What kind of government did Bismarck run? Well, Bismarck believed in the real politic. In this government, you would do whatever it takes to meet your goal. Bismarck's goal was to increase power in Prussia. To get what he wanted, he used conservative, nationalist, and even liberal policies. Bismarck was a planner and had many goals such as reorganizing the military, taking the first opportunity to declare war on Austria and break German confederation, and create national union with Prussian leadership. So what happened next? First, there was the Austro-Prussian conflict where Poland divided between Russia, Prussia, and Austria. This isolated Russia from France and Austria in future wars. Next, there was war with Denmark in 1864. Because of the annexation of Schleswig, violating the 1852 Treaty of London, Bismarck hoped to strengthen Prussia. Bismarck ended up gaining the support of Austria. Soon after this, Bismarck was soon to go to war with Austria because he signed the Free Trade Agreement which angered Austria. Bismarck secured an alliance with Italy that lasted three months. This provoked Austria. Bismarck agreed to a peace contract, which Austria refused, and broke off relations with Prussia. Bismarck pushed further anti-Austria reforms and federal diet and defeated Austria seven weeks later when they surrendered. Although Bismarck urged the generals, the king urged not to pursue further war in case of angering France and Russia. Next came the Treaty of Prague and the North German Confederation. So, 
What happened to Bismarck after the Austro-Prussian War? The conservatives increased and liberals decreased in the Prussian parliament after Sadoa. Liberals started to acclaim Bismarck after war. The National Liberal Party supported Bismarck because of unification. The Progressive Liberal Party opposed Bismarck. The Act of Indemnity forgave Bismarck's actions with parliamentary approval of the past four years. Secret military treaties with southern German states were signed. What came next? The Franco-Prussian War came next. Napoleon III declared war on July 19th of 1870. This war would ensure unity on the basis of Prussian military dominance. Britain, Austria, Russia, and Italy declared neutrality. Prussia easily defeated France, allowing Germany to become fully united. On January 18, 1871, Wilhelm I was proclaimed emperor at Versailles. And that's how Bismarck unified Germany. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Hope you learned something.